Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. I think the NBA is messing up, man. Mm. I think I we, like a little bit. The jo- if it, I, it, look, it feels like Joel Embiid's injury last night could have been avoided. And even still, even still, before and and welcome into the insider. I forgot to start recording again. That's fine. Good start, Kyle. Uh, I look. <clears throat> this has, so if you if you missed it, uh, the Sixers played at the Warriors last night. Second game of back to back. Uh, for for the 76ers, Joel Embiid played. Uh, he only played 29 minutes for Philly in their loss to the Warriors. But anybody who watched five minutes of that game understood that he was compromised in some way. Oh, yeah. He was not... I, he I, He's not like a... He doesn't move like a guard anyways. <laughs> he's, he definitely has the body of a, of a much older person. But I mean, he's averaging what is it, 36, 36. 11, and six this year. Like he's <sighs> he's fine. He's been really good, and probably the MVP of the league again. However, <clears throat> because of uh, the in part because of the new you know limit on number of games you can play or number of games you can miss, I guess before you aren't eligible for postseason awards and all that and stuff, he forced himself to play. Mm-hmm. Through what was clearly an injury. Last night he goes for 14, 7, and 2. He was 5 of 18 from the field and he had eight turnovers. Okay, so. And then he gets hurt. Here's the problem that I have. Like, yes, Joel Embiid is amazing and he's playing at an MVP level. Mm-hmm. But if he's forcing himself out there onto the court because he has to hit a certain game number, mm-hmm. it's kind of the point, Kyle. Like an MVP play, fifty-seven games. That's no, not I, an MVP. No, I I, I totally yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all, and I don't hate the idea of of saying if you're a voter and going, yeah, you got to play sixty-five for me. Yeah, like that's that's fine. And this is not my my whole my whole thing with this is I think we've we've reached the point of we're no longer stopping load management we're now seeing players get hurt 
because they're trying to get to this mystical the, magical yeah this, 65 this, game mark uh, what's yeah. the like this objective just kind of like yeah hey 65 games is the number yeah yeah and so i i, I the the difficulty in this is like you're right you have to play yeah that's the point and you see Kawhi leonard playing more you see guys like curry playing more and that's that i mean across the league players are missing fewer games and that's good that's that's the goal <clears throat> but the goal was not to say, hey, yeah, you should play hurt. No. But that's that's kind of what this is now. And <clears throat> I guess it's okay because it, it, in in some sense, and, and help me out, I'm kind of talking myself through this. I understand the the need for players to play. Yes. I get that. And I want players to play. I understand the league regulating. Like totally. making it an issue and, right. and, and pushing it. The, the issue I get to with this is tying this to all NBA, which is then tied to your earning potential as a player. That's where the gray area lies. And yeah. that's the, that's what bothers me about it. Go ahead. Hey, I, I will tell you that for years, um, Scott Howard Cooper was around, you know, he lived in, he lives in Sacramento. He, mm-hmm. he covered the NBA for years and years as a, as a writer at the B as a writer for NBA.com. He had not only a Hall of Fame vote, but also, you know, uh, all of your your standard, you know, all-star, everything mm-hmm. else. He always had the opinion, which he, he was open about, so I'm not, like, spilling the beans on Scott Howard Cooper here. But he felt that it wasn't okay for media to impact that exact thing. Yeah, that's crazy that that happens. Because when the media votes and, and a guy either makes an all-NBA team or mm-hmm. doesn't, you're controlling a player's money. Yes. Like his potential earnings. Because yes. like if you make all NBA two years in a row before your your contract extension, you jump from being eligible for 30% of the salary cap to 35% of the salary cap. And so the money, we're talking huge, huge amounts of money. Right. Not a little bit of money. Right. We're talking about on a gigantic deal, 5% times five years is a tremendous amount of money. Right. And he was always like, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable that we're, like if players have incentives for making an all-star team, mm-hmm. that we're helping them either achieve or not achieve yeah. those things. And I get it. Um, but at the same time, I, I think the league had a problem. and the, Definitely. And if anyone, the Sacramento Kings last year exposed that problem. Mm-hmm. The Kings were the healthiest team in the league because they played every day. Everyone went out there like, okay, Demonis Sabonis has a broken bone in his right hand. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, well, he had an avulsion fracture, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the tendon pulled off the bone. Uh, that but, sounds awful, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounded absolutely horrible. But, uh, you know, Keegan Murray had an injury like that. And, and De'Aaron Fox had injuries. The Kings played through them, and they mm-hmm. showed that sometimes playing every game keeps you as healthy as as you know resting mm-hmm. and that's why the league I, it's not the only reason the league did it the league has its own investment in this mm-hmm. where fans are going to games expecting to see Kawhi leonard or expecting to see steph curry well yeah and and they show up they spend a bunch of money and they don't get to see that player because that player is resting that night and these tv networks pay billions of dollars yeah. for these deals to get good games and then hey oh we got warriors celtics tonight and Steph Curry's out, and Draymond Green's out, and Clay Thompson's out, and yeah. Jason Tatum's resting, 
and now it's Peyton Pritchard against Jordan Poole. You know, like that's that's what they were trying to avoid. And so, like I said, I, yeah. I I'm stuck in a in a in a in the middle here a little bit because I understand the league needing to to cut down on just the raw load management. Yeah, like the hey, you know what? Pencil in Chris Paul for sixty games, whether he's hurt or healthy, he is not playing more than sixty. And that went for like I said, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Steph Curry. Like pick a pick a player. It was. It's always like, hey, when was the last time that guy played more than seventy-five games in a year? Yeah, like oh, two thousand twelve, like so long ago, right? So I under, I, I, I totally get that, but my, my concern comes in, or I guess my, my, my question in all this is, one, there's the aspect of tying it to all NBA and your ability to make more money, because now, look, if a player rolls their ankle, and let's say, let's say, De'Aaron Fox. But earlier this season, when he rolled his ankle, had to miss 16 games. He is no longer at no wait 17. Yeah, you, yes. you have to miss 18. You can miss up to 17. You have to play 65 okay. games. So let's say he missed 18 games. He's yep. just out. He can no. He's just done. He can't be all NBA anymore. Even if he plays the rest of the season and averages 38 points a game, plays 64 games, he just he can't he can't be all NBA now. Yeah, like that, and and that's where and that's where my my problem comes in, is because now if you're and again I'm picking De'Aaron Fox's ankle because of the thing that happened this year, so if he's sitting there at game 17 and he's like, you know what, I'm not quite ready, but I got to get out there because I could mess my money up, and then something something you know, God forbid, worse happens because he's compromised in this way and playing on it. I I'm that's that's where you see this could get a little bit messy and a little bit ugly. And I think with Joel Embiid being an MVP candidate or MVP front runner, whatever word you want to use going out, clearly being hurt. And then in last night's game, getting injured. Yeah. That's, that was a on national TV, mind you, that's just a really high profile example of how this can go sideways. And I don't know what the league does to fix it outside of, okay, maybe you drop the threshold to 60 games, which I, I maybe uh, ultimately though we we always get back to this every time we we any NBA fan talks about this it's like they need to play fewer games yeah and that's but that's never going to happen so it's trying to find solutions within that I'm just not totally sure that a 65 games come hell or high water is the solution well I would okay so a couple of things here number one Joel Embiid has been hurt throughout his entire career no right? doubt. Like no doubt. he missed the first two years of his career. His second, his, his first official year in, in the NBA played 31 games just for context. Guess how many play, how many games he played last year when he won the MVP? Oh, uh, 58, 66. So when we come up with an arbitrary <laughs> number, I'm wondering if that arbitrary number wasn't based off of something that actually happened. Yeah. Where they slid in a number and said, "Okay, you have to play more than sixty. You have to play sixty-five. Yeah, right? 60, sixty-five is just like a good round number, though. That's not. I guess unreasonable. It's a, well, sixty-six would have been really obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like, sure. uh, is this a Joel Embiid rule? Yeah. But so here's the problem: like you, I, I don't think you should be able to be an MVP if you can't stay healthy long enough to to actually impact your the bottom line, which is wins and losses, mm-hmm. and. A player who, sure, if they win like 80% of the games he plays, 
they're they're probably going to make the playoffs either way. Mm-hmm. But if he's missing twenty five games a year, sure, that's just it's too much. It's too yeah. much to be considered one of those guys because what happens in the other twenty five games, and that's part of it. I mean, part of you know, again, we bring it up with Harrison Barnes. Part of what makes Harrison Barnes valuable as a player, he's got he's got one hundred eighty five straight games played, right. He, yeah. he shows up every night mm-hmm. and other guys don't. And there is value to that. And I'm not putting Harrison Barnes in the same category as Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. But if I'm looking at... No, I get know, what you're saying, though. Yeah. And if I'm looking at two players that, that may or may not make all NBA mm-hmm. and one of them plays 79 games and plays with a broken hand the whole time mm-hmm. and the other one plays like 58 games... And and doesn't play through injury and misses a bunch of other games, but his stats are better. Mm-hmm. Someone like Anthony Davis, then, yeah, well, like what am I talking <laughs> you about? Pick here? a player. Let's make one up. Let's yeah, call let's him just, Anthony Davis. Let's just make one up. <laughs> you know, and we'll like you know seven yeah, no, footer I, I, with the no, unibrow. Like, like I said, I, I don't I don't hate that premise at all, and I in fact I agree with it. A player who impacts his team for fifty games is just by definition, not as impactful as a player who did the same thing for his team in 75 games. Yeah. Like, that's just, I, I, that's that's basic math. And the NBA had to put a number on it. I, I Again, I understand why. Because they couldn't just have teams willy-nilly going, all right, well, let's see. Um, every back-to-back, anybody over 30 is not going to play. Mm-hmm. And um, in the middle of every road trip, this guy's getting a night off. And, oh, national TV game, it's a back-to-back. Yeah, too bad. Sorry, guys. Everybody's going to sit. So I understand it to an extent. Um, but I also, uh, my other question on this is, you know, how much of it is team-driven? How much of it is how much of it is sports performance, health, uh, uh, science people? I don't, I don't know what they're even called. Trainers. Yeah. Trainers, athletic staff. Going, yeah, hey, you know what? We've been doing all these measurements and your heart rate and your explosiveness, and you know what? You need you're taking tonight off. I get it, Kyle. I, I, I don't think there's any true solution. Before we get to the break, I'll yeah. just say Anthony Davis: thirty six games, forty games, fifty six games. Lo and behold, they put a cap on how many games to make an All NBA team. He's a forty six through like forty eight. So hmm. it actually is impacting oh, it, whether it, guys play or not. No doubt. Why Leonard, same thing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, We got plenty to get to. We'll continue this discussion for sure. Uh, LeBron got saved by the bell yesterday. We'll Mm -hmm. we'll play that sound for you. If you haven't heard it, it's pretty funny. And uh, the Kings are in Miami tonight to face the Heat. They were in Miami yesterday, and now they're in Miami again tonight. They will play tonight against the Miami Heat. We will begin previewing that game as well. That's James Hamm. I'm Kyle Madsen. We're the Insiders, and this is ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Leader. All right, I'm Kyle. That's James. The Sacramento Kings are in Miami tonight to take on the Miami Heat. Tip-off set for 430 Sacramento. They're rolling. They are on a four-game heater. They have won the first four games of their seven-game road trip. Meanwhile, the Miami Heat have done the opposite. (laughs) They have lost seven consecutive games. The Kings trying to make it eight losses in a row for them. And... I, Miami is a weird team for me because I count them out every year. 
You should never count on right, Eric Spolstra. Right, right. The, never. Eric Spolstra's great. Jimmy Butler could be abysmal in the, in the regular season, and you know that you're getting a, a, a top 15 guy in the playoffs every single year. Bam Adebayo is the like prototypical new age defensive athletic center. Like they've got all these pieces, and then they just figure it out, right? On on the margins with Tyler Hero, and they just you lose Gabe Vincent and and uh, Max Struess, and you're just filling spots. And even though they've lost seven in a row, even though they may not be in a, in the top six, yeah, you know what? The Heat are going to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm always intrigued the way that Eric Spolstra during the playoffs is able to plug and play different players in different times and different positions and have it all work out. It's insane. He's the best coach in the league. Yeah, I do believe he is the best coach in the league, and I think he's totally underappreciated. It took a long time for him to find that appreciation because Mm -hmm. of the Pat Riley situation and the fact that there was always that sort of like, oh, will Pat Riley step in type deal? Like there was always that early on. And now it's just like, look, appreciate a guy for his craft, for what he does. Mm-hmm. And the way that they assemble this team, like this team is really, really intriguing. The fact that that they aren't winning right now, it feels a little bit like an aberration, but it doesn't really matter what seed they are. Yeah. They go into the playoffs and they beat everybody. And next thing you know, they're they're deep in the playoffs and, and they're competing for a championship. And yep. they're one of the most impressive franchises that we've seen. It, it reminds me a lot of the uh, the San Antonio Spurs, where stability yeah. within the organization, all of that stuff, it matters. Mm-hmm. It fully matters. And this is a team that, you know, they have a home court advantage. It's called the South Beach Flu. Um, and, you know, Boy, guys, <laughs> guys like to go to... I think it's the realest home field advantage in the league, or home court advantage. Home court. No, I, I totally think so. Yeah, like everyone likes to go to Miami. They don't want to live there. Some guys do, and then sure. that that's its own problem. Sure, but other guys are like, "Oh no, this is great! Two nights in Miami, uh, I'm in." Yeah, I have a day off in Miami. Oh yeah, and then you know the next day you oh. you lose a game on January 31, and you move on to to February. That's right. Oh, um, <laughs> that's my number one concern. We'll talk keys later. Yeah, keys to victory. But that is when you talk. We can sit here and we can talk about Tyler Hero and we can talk about Bam Adebayo and we can talk about Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra and and Nikola Jovic and Caleb Martin, et cetera, et cetera. Jaime Hawkes, of course. Yes. Of course. Might be the rookie of the year. Right. So <laughs> maybe maybe not, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. He's a basketball <laughs> hipster rookie of the year. Yeah. Um so like you can talk about all that and you can talk about X's and O's and this and that. It's, you know what? If the Kings come out flat tonight and they just don't have it, if the Kings get one of those, one of those, like we saw in Houston earlier this year, where they just don't have it, it's uncompetitive, they lose by 25. I'm not going to cut, I will not be on this show tomorrow. I will not be on the insiders here tomorrow and be like, yeah, I, they got to compete. Like, I just, you can't go into a game like that. I'm not going to do the doomsday thing. You're going to give them a. You're going to give them. They the get break. a pass for me tonight. They get a pass. I'd like to see them win. I would like to see them go play well and push Miami to eight consecutive losses and push their own winning streak to to five. You would love to see that that focus and that that desire. Okay. But also, I'm not going to blame them if it's not there. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like. 
if they have video of of Malik Monk out like doing salsa dancing, I, I'm here for it. <laughs> I am. I, I I get what you're saying, Kyle. But you know, the fact is that the Kings, while they they're up and down and they mm-hmm. haven't strung together like something that would build confidence in what's happening, mm-hmm. they have still won four in a row. And, and Kyle, at this point, they're the hottest team in the Western Conference. They are the they have the longest win streak in the Western Conference, the second longest winning streak in the NBA right now. Watch out. And uh, whether it's ugly or it's pretty, this is another game where you've got to go in and see if you can figure out how to compete. And I think that the Kings do have it every opportunity. You're talking about a team that in the heat that are on a slide. They've lost seven in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need everybody to show up and put on their brave face and, and try to go out there and win. I think the Kings in the, like all the time the Miami heat have been in the league, the Kings won like five games here. That's it. Yeah. It is That's unbelievable. Like their inability or to win. Yeah. Wait, was it De'Aaron Fox's rookie year that he had to put back dunk for the win? Oh yeah. I oh, rookie or second year. Might've been his second year. Yeah. That was impressive. That's, that was that's one of my favorite moments from him. Yeah. You know, the jam tip, like yeah. uh, he's, uh, yeah, definitely, um, like he came up big in a, in a huge moment. Yeah, at, at that on point. the road so, in Miami. Yeah, he probably didn't know any better. Like, oh, plus it was probably before he turned twenty one, and he couldn't go out anyways. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. That's Everyone good else point. around him is fully sick, and he's like, "Oh no, I got this, guys. I got this." <laughs> hey, here's an interesting thing, and I'm I, I it, I'm sure this has been discussed. I've just never really put it together. Kevin Love plays for the Heat. FYI, yeah, <laughs> it's a thing that's still happening. Um. I didn't know he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I know he's still in the roster, but yes, it. I think Domas is just the new version of Kevin Love, like the better version of Kevin Love. He doesn't shoot it as as often as as Love did, but just rebounds, heck of a passer. And again, Domas is a is a is a far better player than than Pete Kevin Love was. Okay, well, but I think Pete that Kevin Love style of player. To okay, me, I feel like there's a comp there that I've not ever connected. No, I, I think he. I would just say that Domas is much more of a strong man and Love is more of a finesse player. I think um, when it comes to Love, he's one of the great position rebounders that we've seen in the game over the last, like, 20 years. Like, the guys don't come along like him that think the game. Not only is he a great, uh, like, position rebounder where he knows exactly where the ball's going to come off the rim, mm-hmm. but on top of that, he's one of the best outlet passers we've seen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What yeah. he can do for an offense is just amazing. I, I always thought, you know, I don't love Kevin Love as a defender, and, you know, there are plenty of things wrong with Kevin Love oh, yeah, as a player. N- sure. But I also understand how he could have a tremendous amount of value for a team, which is why he's still playing and why the Miami Heat are like, hey, we're still in on Kevin Love even though he's 35. His assist numbers aren't aren't as good as I thought they were. Um, in his third year as a pro, he averaged 15.2 boards Oh yeah, per game. Yeah, and then 13, 3, 14, and then 12 and a half. He had a very small window where he was one of the best rebounders. It's, it's almost like Andre Drummond. Like both of them have these windows where they're the best rebounder in the yeah. league. And, you know, sometimes it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And then they fade really quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, a heck of a player. If he can hit the three ball, he becomes like very, very dangerous. But. I just don't think he doesn't play enough. He doesn't have. No, he's not. Yeah. I don't expect him to have a huge impact tonight. I just he's kind of just coasting in. Here's what. I, here's the take I was trying to get to. I think Domas should shoot more threes, man. Oh, that's all. There it is. That's all. That's all I'm getting to against the Miami Heat tonight. How many? How many do you want? Five. 
I would like, no, I don't need that many. I would like three and a half attempts per game. Okay. That's what I would like. I don't disagree with that. Okay. Yeah, because they leave him open. There there are those opportunities for him. Yeah, I'm with you. Is uh is the Miami Heat legend still on the roster? I he's not, right? Udonis Haslam finally called it a Yeah, yeah, no, he's done. Finally called it a career. Yeah. You know, last year Udonis Haslam gave it to the Kings and at home on, on there. <laughs> like he he showed up and scored more points than he had in like seven years. Yeah, he but he had a six year stretch where he played like fifty eight games total. Yeah. Man. Well that and the points were even less. But oh. against the Kings, I think he put up like 12. And the Kings were like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Naturally. All right. How do the Kings avoid losing in Miami tonight? We'll tell you that next on ESPN 1320, Sacramento Sports Later. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen, sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2, Sacramento's sports leader. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. All right, at the break, we were talking about Darvin Ham and whether his days as the Lakers coach are numbered. Hey, this, this, I want to get to this LeBron sound. They were a few weeks ago, but I don't know now. Maybe they are. I don't know. Right, so so that was the weird thing is, I believe it was The Athletic reported, like, oh man, Darvin Ham's days are numbered. Somebody reported it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was Sam Amick went down to L.A. to explore this was came away with the idea that no he's solid job's not necessarily in danger sam has really good ties in la he always has yeah like as far as as a reporter Mm -hmm. i mean he's a sacramento guy but his ties in la run deep yeah yeah and so whatever there is to know in in la he knows right and then so it's okay 
Lakers are, you know, they're up and down, maybe not as good as they'd like to be. But again, last year they were they were terrible at the trade deadline, made some moves, and they made a run to the conference finals. Yep. <laughs> Here's LeBron's post-game, the end of his post-game locker room availability last night. There's a little bit of the question and then LeBron's answer. Uh, what would your message be to your teammate and what can you do yourself, you know, to get that get big back on the winning side of things? I don't have any message for my teammates. Just go out and do your job. I mean... <laughs> I'm not yet. Appreciate it. You had to cut me off because I was bothered. That's it. That's where the, the clip ends. I didn't cut that off. Or, that's where that ends. Mm. Dude. He was about to go. He was about to go in on. I'm not the coach. It's not my job to get people. Something. He was going to go in on Darvin Ham, I think. That was my read on it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, Kyle. But I'm just going to say at the beginning of the year. We talked about this. If you put a group of players around LeBron James that are not winners, that have never been winners in their career, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying they're losers. I'm saying that they're not winners. They're not right. guys who have historically found success in the league. And then you just go out and get all of them and think that that's going to be the way to build a squad around him. Mm-hmm then you got problems. The way to build a squad around LeBron James is pretty simple. Shooters. Shooters, more shooters. Uh, once you get as many shooters as you think you you need, you go get three more. That's the way to build a team around him. He draws more of a crowd than any player in the NBA. And everyone is open. Mm-hmm. But when you don't go do that and you assemble a team of misfit toys, guys who have, again, not found success anywhere else, you got to look at it like, hey, whose fault is this? You know, is it is it LeBron for stepping in and saying, hey, I don't want the Buddy Heald trade. I want the Russell, Russell Wilson uh, Westbrook trade, mm-hmm. right? Is that what you do? Like, where do we put the blame? Because at, at a certain point, again, not to be horribly rude to D'Angelo Russell or uh, you know Cam Reddish or Rui Hachimura, Torian Jer- Prince, uh, Christian Wood. These guys, they haven't, Jackson Hayes, that's the team that everyone assembled and was like, oh, this is going to be so good. Like, okay, how about you go get guys who know a role, mm-hmm. know how to play to their strengths? Yeah. And that's where I think what I mean, like when you talk about guys who don't come from a winning background, a lot of players in the league, like the entire Detroit Pistons team, nobody knows what they're going to be as a player. So they all think, even when they get 25, 26 still, that they're going to be the next big thing. That it's only a matter of them getting an opportunity. And and so every time they go out there, they try to prove that, that they're the, as Mm -hmm. opposed to playing good team basketball. Yeah. Lakers are littered with those players. And so LeBron can be mad, but like somebody had a say in who built this roster. And I, I assume he was in the room for some of it. At least a little bit of it. Yeah. And that's, and that's, I mean, and that's ultimately the thing is you talk about surrounding with shooters. Okay. D'Angelo Russell, 41.7% from three on six attempts a game. That's a good shooter. LeBron's shooting 39.7% this year. Yeah. He's good. Man. Wild. It's uh, crazy what he's doing at it, d- 39. Th- that game the other night, I know I wasn't here, but the, the, we didn't have a show. I guess it was Saturday night. That Warriors Lakers game where LeBron's playing 48 minutes and having 36 and 20. And a bunch of us, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that is a better stat line than 99.9% of the players in the NBA will ever put up. And he's doing it at 
39 years old. Right now, he's averaging 24.9 <laughs> points, 7.7 assists, 7.5 rebounds. <laughs> he's still a genius. He's still... 52% from the field. Yeah, there is no like, oh, he's in the All-Star game because he's LeBron. No, he's in the All-Star game because he's still great. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, he is. If the Lakers were better, he'd be an MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rui Hachimura, 39%, just three attempts a game, though. Uh, Torian Prince, 38.5%, five, uh, five attempts a game. And then Austin Reeves, 34% on 4.6. Yeah. Uh, his, his shooting percentages have dipped quite a bit. But there's enough there shooting-wise where you're going, okay, you, you, you're okay with this. You like this. But D'Angelo Russell, that's the guy? Wow. Like, that's, that's, that's going to be your third best player ostensibly? He, they, like, tried, just... they tried really, really hard to trade him. Yeah. I, like, I had that thing, like, hey, this is about to happen. We're coming on the show. I'm like, hey, this is about to happen. Yeah. Where D'Angelo Russell uh, with um, Hood Shafino and a first-round pick and a pick swap yeah. is being sent to Atlanta for DeJounte Murray. That was, like, super, super close to happening a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And uh, even that trade, Kyle, what, that's the same thing. Like, that's it's the same. You're bringing in another guy like that. Yep. And another guy who wants to dribble the air out of the ball, another guy that wants to like do a bunch of me, me, me stuff. And yeah, is he good? Sure, he's good. I don't know if he, he might be better than D'Angelo Russell. He plays better defense. But at the same time, what are, what are you doing? Like the, the entire concept of what you're doing is wrong. You're not going out right. and getting players that have had success, putting them in a better position and having them succeed for you. Yeah. As a, and then you as a whole succeeding. That's not what the Lakers are doing. It's really funny because we sit here and we talk about Harrison Barnes a lot. Harrison Barnes would be a great fit for the Lakers. Yeah. Like that's the kind of player they need who's going to say, yeah, I could probably do more, but I can help the team in X, Y, and, and Z way. Yep. And and that's what, again, Harrison Barnes, maybe not this year, but the last, you know, three, four years, and particularly last year. Like yeah. That's a really valuable player who's not going to be an all-star and he's not going to put up huge numbers, but man, he helps your team. And yeah, the Lakers just don't have that. And I'm sure that's a frustration for LeBron because I'm sure he talks to these guys when they come in or before they come in and he goes, Hey, here's what I, here's what we need from you. Here's what I'm thinking for your role. And they're like, yeah, 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 I can't wait. Can't wait. And then they get out there and don't necessarily do the things they need to do to impact winning. They shook their head and didn't listen. I mean, and that's, again, that's a lot of the players that they brought in. You know, like I, I kicked, uh, I went and did like deep background on Christian Wood because mm-hmm. let's be honest, like Christian Wood on paper every year of his career, except for this year would look so perfect next to Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. And everyone that I talked to within, you know, that, that was in the know in mm-hmm. Dallas was like, yeah, I mean, he's not a bad kid. You know, he shows up late at, here and there. And, and that's not the problem. The mm-hmm. problem is he doesn't make winning plays. Mm-hmm. And w- what does that mean? Like he goes out there and he averages 18 and 10. Like, yeah, but he gives up 22 and 13. Sure. Yeah. So every time, like, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and the, the mistakes are so egregious and the forced plays and like all of these things that he does, they don't make sense and they don't lead to winning. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to find as me- as much as you need talent. You also need to find players that when you're accumulating talent that have that, that idea behind them that I am going to fill in a role as best I can. And yeah. whether that's a star role or being a, a star in my role, whatever it is, I got to do that. And that's mm-hmm. where I think the Kings have struck gold with guys like, like Malik Monk. 
yeah. who, who had bounced around everywhere. And you put him in the perfect situation for him to succeed and yeah. he found success. Yeah. Right. So what Malik Monk is today, that's not what Malik Monk was the first five years of his career. Right. And, you know, Malik can say, well, I'm going to take my talents and go wherever if that's what happens at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But he should also realize that the reason why he's as good as he is right now and he's up for all that money was because he was put in a perfect situation by a perfect coach at the time for him. Yeah. And he didn't cry about coming off the bench. No. And he just but, went and accepted a role. Exactly. And that's what you need to do. You need to find guys that are willing to accept roles, that are willing to play what it is you need them, you know, whatever it is that your team needs. And I think that's kind of the fun thing about watching the the Kings mold mm-hmm. Keegan Murray mm-hmm. because they're molding him into the player that they need. And he's sitting sure. there as a sponge and just like, yes, whatever it is you want me to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Like, oh, you need me to be the best on-ball defender, statistically speaking, in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Okay, in, in isolation. All of a sudden, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. Like, the stat came out yesterday. He's holding guys to like 14% or Jeez. something in isolation situations in 43 attempts this year. Like what he's doing, it, it it's because they're bought into a system where I don't think they're bought in. Like you're LeBron James and Anthony Davis and a bunch of randos. And I, I think everybody feels that, mm-hmm. that you're all just pieces that Danny yeah. Ainge is going to trade for at some point and give up a better player for. <laughs> that's all you are. Well, and that's, that's the... That's where last year they made all these moves at the deadline and they they figured it out and and everything was great. But I don't know if that's if that's necessarily there for them this year. You think that every year and someone always bills out the that's Lakers. A good, you know, it's a good point. But right now they're they're so funny. They haven't had a winning streak longer than three, and they haven't had a losing streak longer than four. Okay, so like the Kings. Yeah, except, except for the Kings had the six. Yeah, yeah, they go. Three wins in a row, loss, win, four losses in a row. Win, loss, win, four losses, two wins, two losses, two wins, a loss. Mm-hmm. Trade off, win and loss. One, two in a row. Okay, get rolling. Lose two in a row. Kyle, they're, they're a five hundred team. Just, they're just they're they're. Eh. No, that's what they are. They're, like, they're a five hundred team. Yeah, they're a five hundred team getting this kind of season from LeBron and getting forty six games of Anthony Davis. Yeah, and and again, that's just the not guys super averaging promising. If you're LA, AD's at twenty five and twelve, and he's averaging two point three blocks and a steal and. 3.7 assists and he's, you know, like he's a really, really good player. But the, and the fact that this team very well, is it tomorrow? All-Stars announced tomorrow. They're, yeah, Thursday. They're likely getting to Oh, it's All-Stars. Wednesday. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we made it. In my head, it's been Tuesday all day. No, tomorrow's God, your favorite day That's a huge win week. for me. That's a huge win for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, yeah, the Lakers currently the nine seed tied with the Jazz. And and way back at the Pelicans, yeah. Like, it just you're tied with the Jazz. Oof. Does that mean Danny Ainge doesn't just give you a team this year? Just wondering. Just oh, asking. He might. Just asking for. He a might just just swap that out. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Tough look. Yeah. Although I, I look, <laughs> if anybody is gonna media drama their way through this and media drama their way into a more competitive team, it's LeBron. Of course. And I kind of respect it. Like the fact that he still wants to win that badly after all the success he's had in the league, I definitely respect. All he does is win, and and like, look, you're wasting one of his last few seasons. Mm. I mean, we think. Granted, (laughs) I thought that seven years ago. So yeah, Yeah. there's that there's that tweet from like 2015 uh, as a Warriors fan being like, LeBron's 30. This stuff won't. It didn't say stuff, but this stuff won't go on for much longer. And now it's 2024 and he's still... 
I'll tell you though, what's going to happen is he's going to retire. He's going to retire at like 43 or 44. I I don't know, maybe around then. Maybe 42, maybe 41. Yeah. Then like Is he going to go out like Tom Brady where he just has a great year? I mean, I mean great relative. Probably. Has a, has a great year and is like, "Ah, all right, I'm done now." Probably. And then what we're going to see though, Kyle, is he's going to like show up at the ESPYs or something. He's going to have like a cane. He's going to be all gray. He's going to like his beard will be white. And you'll be like, what happened? He's like, I left it all out there. <laughs> Everything I had, I gave to the game. Like thousand percent. And you can see him like rehearsing the speech again and again. Oh in my the God. As he dyes his beard. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, he is Dray- great. Yeah. 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 Um, you see Draymond letting the gray come into his beard. Like, oh, yeah, now now he's wise. Watch out. You don't let the gray come in. The gray just happens, yeah. Kyle. I mean, like, you, could, you could try and color it out. That's what, dude, that's scary because I don't have any hair on my head. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, so I don't get, like, the grays coming in there. But, dude, up the sideburns and then, like, there's a spot on my chin that when the hair starts to really grow, it's just white. There's just no color there. Yeah. Like, oh, well, oh, boy. Kyle, like the one advantage that LeBron has is that, you know, there's like a, he, he can wash that gray white right out of his, you know, beard, right? Because there are like colors that match. When you're a, yeah, yeah. When you're a ginger, there ain't no washing. Yeah, you've like, got nothing, dog. There's no way to do it. There's you've no way. No chance. Like, no, you just, it, it's it's turning white. It And I just shaved it down. But like when it's long, it's white and I'm looking more and more like Santa Claus. And there's nothing you can I kinda, do without it I looking like I kind of want nothing more than for you to let let it let the beard grow in now. No, I can't. I don't think I can do it, Kyle. Because then I like right. you right. know, like people are gonna know how old I am. That's fine. Well, okay. Uh, I I try that's to, a good point. That's one of your favorite things is making tr- people think that you're thirty. Well, I don't try to make people think. They think what they think. I'm just not telling them how old I am. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, we talked a little bit yesterday with Damien in the handoff about all-star voting. I still think that De'Aaron Fox and Damana Sabonis are, are going to get in. There's, it sounds like some skepticism that only one is going to get in. Or is that just like a, like, yeah, hey, it's Sacramento. Of course, only one of them is going to get in, even though both got in last year. Yeah, I, I mean, we don't have anything solid yet. But, sure. you know, there are there might be some murmurs that one or the other is getting in. And um, and I, I think one of the problems that you have, too, is who's going to be the head coach, right? So mm. that, that will actually play in because someone always gets hurt, right? There's always yeah, an injury yeah. replacement. And De'Aaron Fox last year deserved to be an all-star. He didn't get in. Right. And then he got in as a injury replacement, which right. which doesn't feel as good as like, literally no. the NBA, what they do, they I believe what they do is they send a jersey to you, like in a really super fancy box that's like <laughs> your all-star, like, hey, you've made it, right? And okay. you open up like this beautiful box and inside is your jersey. Okay. Right. And it might even just be a commemorative jersey that you mm-hmm. leave in that box that you aren't supposed to go and, right. and wear for the game, right. or whatever. Um, and not being able to go through all of that and get all like that's part of the experience that Fox didn't get last year. So I would hope that Fox does make it because I mean he's averaging over twenty seven points a game. He's, um, you know, he's he's definitely like played his way into this situation. I agree. And you know, you put his stats up against. Steph Curry, mm-hmm. stats are better. 
Mm-hmm. Like you put his stats up against a lot of guys and he's better. But what happens at the end, who knows? My problem is that what if it, it's Minnesota and what if uh, Carl Anthony Towns or Gobert don't get in and Sabonis also doesn't get in, but then you need an injury replacement. The head coach for the team that will coach the game usually gets to make the decision on who the replacement is. Oh, interesting. I think. I don't think it's Adam Silver. I think it's a coach that gets to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be a problem. Because like, I, I think the path for Sabonis to get in if he doesn't get in mm-hmm. is more difficult than it is for Fox. I think if I was... I think if I was Domas in this situation and I didn't get named to the all-star team. Now, granted, I know it's in Indiana and that's where he really came into his own as an NBA player. I I, I get all yeah. that. But I also think for me personally, if I was in that spot, I don't know if I'd want to go. Because look, you're you're an injury replacement. So, okay, you don't get everything you just talked about, right? The, the, the commemorative... Yeah. Jersey. I mean, you do get that stuff, but you don't get it in the same way. It's not like the big yeah. reveal type right, thing. Right. It's just like you get. A, I'm sure it's like a phone call, or maybe Mike Brown calls him in and goes, "Hey, you're going to Indiana." Yeah. You know, hey, okay, great. But now you know if you're an injury replacement, you're going. You you've gone from okay. Well, I get the All Star break off to mm-hmm. okay. Now I've got to go to Indiana. I'm going to hang out in Indiana for it's, a few days instead of take, going away to, to the take tropics. part in oh, right to take part in all this stuff. And then you're an injury reserve center in the all-star game. Yeah. You're going to play four minutes and you're just going to sit there. I'd way rather go on vacation to somewhere I would like to go. I, and even I think straw poll, would you rather go to pick a Hawaii? Yeah. I would tell four you, days I think Indiana De'Aaron Fox would rather just sit at home and relax and not be there. Like, uh, honestly, that's kind of been his MO throughout his career. Like, yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, we saw what happened last year. Hang out with his family, play video games. Yeah. Like, like recover and get ready for the second half of the season. Like regain your focus, spend quality time with your little guy and quality Mm -hmm. time with your wife and just reset. That's what I think. So a lot of these guys just take off, man. They, like they leave, like if the all-star game was tomorrow, they're leaving straight from the Bahamas and uh, straight to the Th- Bahamas. Right. Or, thousand percent. Oh yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Like, especially with them being in Miami, they'd be like, heck, heck yeah, get me out of here. Yeah. I'm just right, I'm flying straight out of Miami. Oh yeah. Totally. Go to the Keys for a weekend. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know where the Kings the last game of the, uh, is the, it Indiana. Is that where they are? Well, if you're in Indiana, then you just stay there. Is it Indiana? I don't think you want to just stay in Indiana, especially I think with the weather, the way it's going to be. Um, the Kings have the all-star break starts on the fourth. No, they're at Denver. Oh, Denver. No, but Denver's a good place to be because that's a, that's a hub. It is a hub. You can get just about anywhere from Denver. You could be Costa Rica in like three hours, maybe four. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, in fact, honestly, you're in Phoenix on Tuesday. Maybe like, Hey Mike, my knee's a little sore. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not playing them. Joking. They're not going to do that. Boy, isn't that rough? They got a back to back. They go. Oh, they, they, they Sunday. Oof. Sunday at OKC. Tuesday at Phoenix. Wednesday at Denver. It starts a game before that. You're at home against Denver, then OKC, then Phoenix, then Denver again. Oh, that's rough. That's brutal. Man. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. You play Denver a bunch. Played Denver three times. You, you got him again coming right out of the break. 
Oh my god. And then and then yeah, you go San Antonio at Clippers, home heat, at Denver, at Minnesota. Oh. Oh. Gonna learn a lot about the Kings in that stretch. <laughs> we always you're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna learn a lot. Yeah. That's my that's my go to. That goes group of tough games. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this let's see how this team does in those games. Yeah. Because that's how time works. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I'm with you though, man. And if and honestly, if I'm okay, say let's say you're right. Let's say De'Aaron's like, man, I'd rather stay home, but I got this, I gotta go. So I'll go. If he gets in, if I so again, let's let's do the Kyle Madsen version of this. Yep. If I get in the game, I'm going balls of the wall. I am playing my ass off for every second I'm on the court. I'm going to make my mark on that game. If I'm going to have to be out there, if I'm going to have to go through all the rigmarole of being an all-star and then be an afterthought in the game, yeah. at least when I'm in the game, I'm going to make sure that people know I'm there. I'm playing defense. I'm getting in jerseys. You're I'm breaking screens. guys down off the dribble. I'm throwing <laughs> down dunks. Setting big screens. Oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> Hard fouls going oh, to the rim. Fouls, you are not going to lay up on me, bro. It's the all-star game. I got fouls to give. <laughs> Dude, I, I'd be the worst. They'd never want me back. Yeah. I, 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 You know, I get what De'Aaron did last year. He was like, yeah, I don't really want to be here. Like, we're... Hey, we're dude, in we're Utah, Utah, right? Yeah. Ugh. We're in Utah, right? Uh, like, what are we doing here? How did yeah, I get you know, stuck here in Utah? Right, right. And it's a and it's ultimately a popularity contest. And that's why that's why I don't have it in me to get outraged if one of De'Aaron or or or, or Demonis Sabonis don't make the All Star team. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I I don't have that in my bones to care that much because it it is a popularity contest. Like Steph Curry is going to be an All Star as long as Steph Curry averages twenty. No, I, I totally agree. Like that, that's just that's that's what it is, and that's how it's always been. And so, at least in in my recollection of the All Star Game, that's how it's always been. And so that's fine. That's what the game is. It's a showcase, and the fans watch, and it's a silly game. And they 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 throw their alley oops, and they shoot a million threes. And okay, good, awesome. But that's why that's why I will accept that for what it is. If Demonis Sabonis or De'Aaron Fox are not All Stars, I'm not going to be pounding the table saying the NBA is messing up and they don't know what it is. Like, no, man, they'll get their all NBAs, which is what actually matters. And they'll be in the postseason, And that's, that's what I ultimately care about. Okay. No, I get that. It, my only thing, especially for Domas, um, like Fox, we'll see how Fox's career materializes from here on out. Right. Like it's, I think a lot of what, how Fox's legacy is going to be remembered is by uh, like how they do in the playoffs. Like, Sure. I think that that's how everybody, like in the end, a lot of players are judged. No, that is how everybody is judged. <laughs> yeah, but I think when it comes to Sabonis, Sabonis's route to like the Hall of Fame is different. Mm-hmm. It's not the flashy. It's not the high scoring guy. It's the guy who brought his his hard hat and his lunch pail to work every single day and beat people up and like f- basically physically willed himself into an all-star bid. Mm-hmm. I mean, into a hall of fame bid. Sure. And to miss out on an all-star game right now and, and potentially, because that's the way that if you don't get in at one point after you've been in mm-hmm. a lot of times, you don't get another opportunity opportunity to get back in. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see him get in again and have his fourth all-star because I think, I think it will matter. I think it's part of his resume to be in the hall of fame down the road. I, maybe a little bit, but not if he's stacking up all NBAs in the process. Maybe. And if he winds up averaging, you know, over over this next over this ten year stretch, if he's averaging 
18, 12, and 9. Yeah. And the Kings go to the playoffs every year. But I, here would be my argument that, like, there's no guarantee he's an all-NBA player either because what if they... Okay, so Embiid might be out, so that would mm-hmm. o- that could open a door, right, mm-hmm. for for Domas. But if Anthony Davis is going to play eighty games, it becomes a popularity contest in some sense. People are like, "Well, look at how many games AD played." It's like, "Well, but his team was horrible." Right? It's like it doesn't matter. He's AD, and look at what he did. And so I think he would get in over Domas. Where last year you looked at him, and you're like, "Hey, AD only played fifty six games. I'm not going to mm-hmm. vote for him." Yeah, I guess. So that would be my concern. Yeah, but like you said, it's that the way you erase a lot of that. Uh, I, I guess the way you get into the popularity contest is you go win in the playoffs. Yeah, you stake your claim in a different right. way. That's it. That's how it has to go. All right. Uh, so remember, not not really trade rumors, but a couple of interesting names from the Athletic that you and I have not talked about as potential fits for the Kings. Okay. And I want to talk about those next on the Insiders All right. on ESPN thirteen twenty. You're listening to The Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Sponsored by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320 and 98.5 HD2. Sacramento's sports leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 